Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Wake up! Wake up! Mike Mulligan. Bears, 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 bears. Football, football, football. You know what? I'd like to say you're wrong, Molly, but you're not wrong very often. David Hall. That was one of the best questions you've ever asked. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to get an answer just as good. Chicago Sports Talk for your morning on 670 The Score, the home for Bears fans. What do we got here? Uh, we got a breaking news. The Bears are expected to name Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren as their new president and CEO. Let me tell you something. Not only is that good news, that would have been a disaster if it was not that news. Right. You that, know what that's I mean? That's one of those things that as after it leaked, they had to finish this. That's they right. had exactly to do right. this. Yep. And the fact that they're now about to name him as the next Bears president, this is a home run hire for the Bears. This is a big moment because Kevin Warren represents something they've never had, and that is a guy who comes to the job pre-qualified, proven with a resume that makes you understand why he is taking over and why there is so much excitement about the fact that he is their new Bears president. Wow. Start your mornings with Mully and Haw, 5.30 till 10 a.m. The adult has entered the room. On 670 The Score. <laughs> I don't mean that to be no, as, as uncommon funny. as it sounds. It's just a funny, it's but, a funny line. Let's go. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Kevin Warren, it's true. We broke the news as it happened yesterday, and it's still fresh the news conference tuesday don't forget there's a holiday monday so uh martin luther king day and uh yeah so tuesday he'll be formally introduced and uh we'll carry that live for you here on the score good morning molly happy friday friday the 13th oh boy yikes but the bears fortunate kevin warren's still available that was a big moment yesterday i like that it broke on our show during while we were on the air, we could react instantly, but it also was just, just kind of echoed the, what we had thought and what, in many ways what we had said when the news broke a couple weeks ago. Yes. The difference being, obviously, and you, you're on it right away, they had to finish the job Well, once it leaked. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I guess the internal candidates were kind of eliminated a couple of weeks ago. And then it came down to um, uh, apparently there were three finalists. There was someone, some soccer connection, European connection, some NBA connection, and and uh, and Kevin Warren. And it just made too much sense. Um, they did a very thorough uh, examination of the position, and they, you know, George said in a statement yesterday that they they knew right away that it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a difficult decision. For the them. surprise in our voice is only because this is not the way the Bears typically go about such things. Exactly. And that's just history talking. But, yeah, this Tuesday announcement will be, uh, I think, a big deal at Hallis Hall. There's a lot going on with the Bears uh, on and off the field this offseason, as we said, you know, on Monday morning, the day after the worst season you know, in their history in terms of number of losses. But this offseason – puts them in a position so significant because of so many things going on off the field with a new president and a new stadium, we think, and a new home, and on the field with all of the th- excitement surrounding the draft picks and the salary cap space. Yeah, I, I think it's another good – it's a really good start to a really important offseason. And we'll be talking about it uh, as it unfolds, and it's certainly – You know, it's going to be a worthwhile exercise. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see uh, what the Bears can get done, how it changes their team, and and how it sets them up for the future. But but that is the key. Uh, This move sets them up for the future, and and I think that it's um, you know, it's a real. They're they're a better team 
right now um, than they have been, and that's a good thing to know. I They're a better organization. Yes. There's no doubt about it. And no it, question. Things start at the top, and people wonder, and this will be not the pushback, but people will want an explanation. Why should I care as a Bears fan who is essentially in charge of the overall budget or the leading this, this construction project in our Arlington Heights? I think in any great organization, any winning organization, you look at – you look at the message sent from the top, the leadership yes. at the highest level, and that's why this is being celebrated in most circles. In most circles, I think Kevin Warren would, brings you instantly a strong leader who has proven credentials and has a vision that can take the Bears where they want to go. Did you get a lot of pushback from people you talked to? Is that what you're implying? Well, you know, and I'm full disclosure. I'm mean, we both talked to a lot of people. I, I talked to a lot of people in the college community. Yeah. So uh, as well, and there's there is there is a sense that at the Big Ten level, I'm not going to. Let's just say that the enthusiasm that we have expressed over Kevin Warren joining the Bears, there's an element of that in the Big Ten as well that he's leaving the conference. Sure. <laughs> so, and that's reflected. Let's say Stuart Man- Mandel. Um, who's uh, been around college sports for a long time, writes for The Athletic now, but has covered college sports forever. He tweeted this out. It seems the following people are not unhappy to see Kevin Warren leave the Big Ten. Big Ten ADs, some Big Ten presidents, other commissioners, most of whom he alienated during college football playoff negotiations and realignment, and certain TV executives. I think that Kevin Warren's personality might be the type where if he believes that he's right, he really isn't that concerned with who thinks that he's wrong. And he will be that kind of a guy, and sometimes that can rub people the wrong way. He had a very successful tenure as a Big Ten commissioner. He did. In three years, he accomplished a lot, but I think he may have rubbed certain members of his constituencies the wrong way. Yeah, I I mean, I heard some of that too. I got to be honest with you, though. I think a lot of that there might be there 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 might be some petty jealousy. There might be some begrudging respect. But the guy you only look at what he managed to get done. I, I can understand why television executives wouldn't be thrilled. Right. <laughs> I can certainly understand why athletic direct I, I mean it's an interesting cross section of people that are mentioned there because each of them would have their own sort of agenda that would kind of operate against what a commissioner would be pushing, right? So, so I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that isn't the case. I'm just saying I don't know how relevant it is to the job at hand. Now, I heard different personality comments. I heard I talked to a lot of people too yesterday. It was a fun subject to kind of dig into. I talked to people who have worked with him previously in the NFL and and uh, a lot of different people. And I think foremost, there was sort of this, you know, there's always little personality issues and little things. But when you, when you kind of cut through all of it, I think I can't get away from feeling like there's a really good move for the Bears. And, uh, and I don't care who gets credit for what. I just want to see – a, a, a professionalism and an advancement. Well, you know, I agree. And I I'm, I'm just expressing the fact that, oh, I, I, I agree that, with that, that. that seems to be a, a sentiment that I understand, even though I didn't experience, but it, it, it's, yeah. it's out there. It's out there. The one thing, I, and I think this will be interesting to talk about today. We've got a great day today because we've got yes. Tom Ricketts at eight, yeah. and we're going to talk about this throughout the show. The one thing that I, I, I don't quite get, and I want to talk through because I know this is like people's reaction. There are two elements of this that, that I don't want to say bother me, but I think that they're somewhat, they're not as big of a deal in my mind. Number one, this notion that Kevin Warren wants to be the NFL commissioner one day, and that ambition is a problem because, my goodness, he's the Bears president now, and what if he leaves to become the NFL commissioner in three to five years? I think that's... That's not something that is a foremost concern. It's almost, it reminds me of like worrying about Luke Getze becoming a head coach before he has any success right. as the offensive right. coordinator. Right. If Kevin Warren puts the Bears, puts his career in a position to be considered as NFL commissioner, that will mean he w- would have done a phenomenal job as the Bears president. Yeah. I, 
I mean, look. Do, do you think that's a relevant worry? I don't worry? think that's relevant okay. at all. Do you? I no. Mean, Roger Goodell, no. to our knowledge, is not going anywhere. I, Roger Goodell and and uh, and Kevin Warren are, are, are basically contemporaries, right? 63 so, and 59. There's so, four years difference in their age. So yes. if you're waiting for one guy to age out so you can get his job, you're going to be aging out while he ages out. I just think it's... I, I think it's a uh, a little bit of a reach. Um, I, he's going to be here for the foreseeable future, and he's going to make the organization better. And I think that's – let me ask something. How long – I mean, there's all sorts of rumors floating around about how long the family will own the team. Right. You know, if I'm Kevin Warren, I would like clarity on that subject before I jumped aboard. That would be near the top of the list of things that would be yeah. up for serious discussion during the first interview. So, you know, you, you – you would imagine that for the foreseeable future, the Bears will own this, the McCaskey family will own this team, and for the foreseeable future, he will be their president of this team. That is, a, I think, safe assumptions to make. And, yeah. and I know that obviously was a point of, of the conversation. That was a question that came up and was addressed. Of course it yes. was. Yes. Of course it was. Of course. So that's the one thing I think that is – to me, a non-starter. The other one that I think is more interesting and maybe relevant, and I and I don't, I, I'm not going to uh, dismiss anybody's opinion here. I wonder if we're overstating the importance of of the separation. The question will be: Well, Kevin Warren is he involved in football matters? Well, the Bears are a football organization. Yeah. He's a team president. Yeah. Every matters of football matters yes. to some degree. His judgment and his wisdom will, of course. Impact right. who is the general manager, who is the football coach. I hope so. Well, I hope so. I mean, he's being hired for a reason. You look at the hierarchy of the organization. Yeah. He, he fits in between the owner and the general manager. Yes. So they are not separate fiefdoms, if that makes sense. That doesn't mean that he's going to be this demanding overlord, although I don't have a problem with that, to be honest with you. <laughs> but but I, I think he's. <laughs> I think you hire people and you let people do their job. And and his job is not to put the team on the field. His job is to oversee that process. And he will be he will be generating revenue streams that allow them to put the best team on the field. They're they're spending money anyway. They're just not spending it very brightly. Well, there there's a salary cap, so everyone's yeah, gonna spend the same amount of money. But the what same. they're going to do is create revenue streams so they can have be ambitious when they're going out to hire their next head coach yeah. or the next general manager or whatever the case may be. And, and it's all about cash in hand. Yeah. And it's all about, I, I mean, look, there's, I think it's a good thing. And I don't think Ryan Poles is being, uh, does anyone believe he's being undercut somehow? I mean, yeah, he has a new boss, but everybody in the organization does. Uh, when I, a guy comes in as the president of a corporation He's a new boss. I think there's probably a segment of the Bears fan base and maybe media that is conditioned to ask that question, to worry about that intrusion because it has been somewhat clumsy in the past. But this is a new day. And this is also yeah. you have a you have a 37-year-old general manager with a proven uh, executive coming in to be at the top of the hierarchy. I, I don't know why you would resist his, his input and, and anyway. I, I, I kind of want to push back a little on something Dan said like, Oh, there's a lot of people at Hallis Hall that are really worried about their jobs. I I don't think there's any point to that either. I think when you get a new boss, when you're in a corporation and there's like a new leader coming in, you listen and you pay attention. You don't, you know, you're not prone to kind of confront and question leadership. Where do I stand? Yeah, yeah that that's why are not, you here? You do your job yeah. and you prove your value. And I, I mean, are you uncomfortable when there's new leadership? I, I have been every time somebody new has come in, but I've been through a lot of different bosses in my career, in my life, and you you learn to roll with the punches. Why well, are think, you nervous? Yeah, but uh, yeah. unless. Like, the implication is there's a lot of people that have been doing a really awful job, and now they might get caught. You know, I can't have six martinis at lunch. I need them. I don't think there's a lot of that going on, right? So I, I, I think you just, you, you know, you just roll with the punches. I think what you're describing is there could be a sense of anxiety when you yes. have 
a new boss coming in, especially one with a reputation for being somewhat no-nonsense and a strong leader who really doesn't mind if he alienates people in the room because this is his message that he's sending. At the same time, that anxiety, the assumption is in the way it's been presented is like, well, this is uncomfortable and this is going to be a bad thing. It can also be a galvanizing thing. Yes, it can. It can can be a career-changing thing for many people. So I think that it all depends on your perspective. How are you viewing this change at the top. And if you're somebody who works at Hallis Hall, I don't I don't think you go to work this morning anything but excited. I agree. And I don't care what your role is because he could the right leader changes the temperature in every room. And I think when he walks in then it, it's similar to but not the same as we talk about the impact a franchise quarterback can have on an organization. A a strong leader at the top can also have the same impact because he raises the level of expectation and also the standards. So that's right. That's a good thing. That you know, it's a positive thing. With vision, someone with a vision comes clarity. You you do come, you know, if you're good at what you do, you let everyone know what's expected of them and I don't think that's so much different for people working in a professional atmosphere than it was before. I I just don't think it's going to be some dr- I think they're going to get better. I don't think they're going to get I think they've gotten better. They've gotten better when they made that announcement because this is something now uh, you wondered. We did at the beginning of the week. What is the timetable? How long will they wait to do this and fill this role? And it went very quickly from, boy, let's talk about the options that Ryan Poles has with the number one overall draft pick, a discussion that's still worth having, to they're going to act decisively in naming a president and get on with everything he won't start until the spring. There's a change of, you know, leadership. Ted Phillips is, is here until the end of February. But this is smart planning to announce it now and to get everything in place. Yeah, it, it is part of Ted's legacy that, unfortunately, the, the lack of success on the field um, was as pronounced as, as under any kind of stewardship of any president in league history. It's just they just weren't successful enough on the field in his tenure. Um, and And – there are many reasons for that, not the least of which is that part of his job was, was if not controlling different personalities, certainly monitoring and helping and, and working with different personalities. That won't be the case. This would be a totally different deal. And, and they, will allow this, they will allow this president to come in and, and do his thing and set up his standard, and, and that will be it throughout the organization. It's a really good thing. I do like also one of the built-in advantages of hiring somebody, and this might be a smaller point. He knows the league. We understand that because of his past. But he also is not going to be somebody that is going to be new to the area necessarily. He's lived here three years. So the transition to understanding the dynamics between Lake Forest and Arlington Heights and Arlington Heights and the city of Chicago and all of those things that, you know, may require a refresher course if you're brand new to this area, those are things that he already has probably had a good awareness of. It'll allow him to hit the ground running yes. even more. Yeah. And they have to because you yeah. look at the timetable and this is a project that uh, you're not going to approach it in a hasty manner, but you also don't want it to linger because there are deadlines to meet and there's work to be done. And you want to move forward in terms of planning for whenever that stadium may open in Arlington Heights because the sooner the better. Yeah, I, I, I'm always – I think you, you brought up a good point there because I did hear that a lot yesterday that, well, you know, his ambition is to be the the, the, uh, to be the commissioner of the NFL. Um, great. Great. Don't you, don't you want people Tremendous. with ambition? Don't you want people – Yes. Well, you know, you, is there a danger that this is a stepping stone? Let's hope so. Same with Luke Getze. Same with anybody that you have on your staff. Let's hope that everybody wants to uh, – be good enough at what they do to the point where they they get uh, they get recruited and hired elsewhere. Imagine if thing. Kevin Warren, fifty nine years old, comes to the Bears and on the first day he gives a sense that I I've arrived, I'm content. Yeah, I'm uh, here forever. I did it. I've got the job. This is my last job. Now I can retire. I'm going to retire. <laughs> no, you want that ambition. It will drive him. You want people to have goals because it will define them. And I think when you see Kevin Warren and his past, you have no doubt. Hey, if he wants to be NFL commissioner one day, fine. If he does the job here, then you can wish him well because he did the job well enough to be considered to be the commissioner of the NFL.
Yeah, it's a. I don't have it, a problem it, with that. It, it's a good thing all the way around. It's a good thing. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. Um, I, I wouldn't uh, harbor any fears or any kind of concerns about it. I think it's going to work yeah. out. So what else is going on in sports here? What's what else is going on? There's this a lot weekend? going on. There's all Playoffs. sorts of uh, yes. We have uh, well, we have uh, starting this afternoon here on the score. We've got the uh, Cubs fan convention. That's right. That has been canceled for a couple of years due to COVID nineteen, and now it's back. Uh, the White Sox won't have one this year, but the Cubs have uh, a new ball club. And they've spent a lot of money, and we'll hear from uh, from all the the chief decision makers. I I have always enjoyed going to the fan conventions because they it's fun to go in and to sit and watch a panel and watch the pe- personalities and understand the questions from the fans. It's a very different perspective. I, it's my understanding it's going to be all over Marquee as well. Wall to wall coverage. Yeah. Live. So that's yeah. good. That's good. That'll be fun. It's going to be a good weekend. Yeah. Also, the Bulls have a big weekend, two home yes. games. Yes. Steph Curry's in town on Sunday night. That doesn't happen uh, every day. That's going to be an event. So they have their weekend to kind of get back on track after the other night. Hey, hey Super I, wild card weekend. It's super wild card super. weekend. That's just wild card weekend. Super. It's going to be a super wild card weekend. Hey, I have to super. alert people in case they're concerned. This is the city of tanking, right? The Blackhawks are no I, longer. What What the hell was that What last are they night? doing? They won three in a row. They scored early. I'm sitting there watching that game. Uh, David, you'd be proud of me. And I'm kind of <laughs> like, but I want Connor Bedard. It's like now exactly. you, you hook me in and now you're going to start winning? What the hell is this? Now after three straight victories, they are second on tankathon.com. The Columbus Blue Jackets have an 18.5% chance. Now it's a long season. You know what's weird about it, though? All three victories in a row have come without Patrick Kane. Yeah, that is weird. Nine different guys have scored nine yeah. different nine goals, and they've won weird. three in a row without Kaner. And they beat the Stanley Cup champions. This isn't beating Columbus, okay? <laughs> this isn't going according to plan. No. Don't get good now. <laughs> the coach might be a little bit better than they thought. Something's gone terribly wrong. Players are bringing up, hey, what are you doing? What is this respectability? When, when is the trade deadline? Is it March? Right. <laughs> it's, my, yeah. it's a long time away. we got to start moving some people. <laughs> got to get Kaner back. Um, yeah, so there's there's a lot going on, and uh, and we're going to have a lot of fun with all of it. Um, maybe we'll make a pick or two for Wild Card Weekend. Who knows? I think so, because we already, be just in dark. talking about the games, have a disagreement about one of the games, so I would like to make those picks. That'd be well, fun. Well, I, I, you know, it's funny. I I wouldn't say it's a pronounced it. Well, it is a big dif- disagreement. We should just, yeah, we'll get to that, too. <laughs> there's a team that you think is getting blown out, and I actually think they have a chance. And they're, they're also getting three points, and I found that, oh, you know, it's not bad with three points, and you're just like, that's the nah, team it's that's going to get destroyed. It, it's over. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You, gotta, uh, you, you could gotta, be right. I'm taking a shot. Yeah, I like it. I'm taking a shot. I like it. All right, we'll be, uh, we'll be doing that next. We'll deal with all the stories of the day, and we'll do it the pick six. It's Molly and Hall on the score. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify magic, your AI powered all-star Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U S and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus Shopify's award-winning 24 seven help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, 
original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's Pick 6 with Mully and Haw, where we debate the top six sports stories of the day and then open it up to you, the Chicago sports fan. Call us at 312-644-6767, or you can tweet your thoughts at Mully Haw. Pick 6 with Mully and Haw starts now. Is the Bears franchise better today with Kevin Warren in the fold as the incoming president than it was at this time yesterday before he was officially hired? What do you anticipate learning on Tuesday when he is formally introduced? Oh, I think we'll learn a lot. You know, we'll just get a better feel for exactly how uh, how he envisions the job. I'm sure he'll be asked those questions and, uh, and we'll get uh, a better sense of it and what the... Uh, the hierarchy is, and I'm sure we already kind of know, right? And we've already kind of heard that. So it'll be uh, it'll be fun. Um, they're definitely a better team today than they were yesterday at this time because they've hired a guy that that seemingly has the perfect resume for the job that is required of him, right? This is a guy that can come in and that that can kind of work all the sponsors, work all the different avenues of revenue stream. Uh, to help with that building. I'm sure we'll all be walking through the Pepsi Gate or the Coca-Cola Center. There'll be there'll be a, a renaming of it. There'll be uh, sponsors to all of the different areas in it. I'm sure he will take full advantage of every opportunity and he'll get this building up and running. Uh, I hope so, but I think it's too early to tell. There is some of this yin and the yang, if you will, you know, there is some good and some bad. You know, David, I think, you know, what you said, you know, the adult is in the room, you know, probably. He's an adult, no doubt. You, you know, I respect my elders. He's older than me, so he's an adult. Um, I have some I have some questions. I have some concerns. What, what is his relationship with QB1 right now, Justin Fields? There, there were some there were some Smoothed things. Over, apparently, but. You know, apparently, right? You know, on the surface, right? But does does Kevin Warren, who is now the leader of the Bears franchise, at least that's what it sounds like and looks like, we'll find out more Tuesday right here on the score at noon, is he ready to move forward with Justin Fields being QB1 of the franchise? So now, you know, and we're going to talk about his situation with Ryan Poles more in a minute, but I think, to me, the number one thing I want to know, I want to hear, well, I'm going to say two things. Who is he involved with football? Is he is he the boss of Ryan Poles? Is, is he the boss of Ryan Poles? And what does yeah. Kevin Warren being the president of the Bears mean for me, the Chicago Bear fan? Okay, what what does enough. that mean? Well, it means big picture. The mom and pop days are over. Welcome to corporate America, Chicago Bears. It's about time. What took you so long? Hiring Kevin Warren modernizes the Bears in a way that is hard to quantify and articulate, but it's going to be easy to notice. Stronger leadership, clearer messaging, wider revenue streams, all those things matter. A better overall organization. Off the field, on the field, there'll be a connection. Absolutely. He's not going to be evaluating Bryce Young. You don't want him doing that. But everything starts at the top in every great organization. It's top down. Hiring Kevin Warren theoretically does help Justin Fields become better because everybody who's coaching Justin Fields, everybody who is coaching the coaches who coach Justin Fields, all of the people in line on a hierarchy that leads up to Kevin Warren, they're better. The standards are higher. This is different now. The air in the room is changing. That's good. That happens over time. You raise expectations, you get better results, and every employee – at every level at Hallis Hall, is it going to improve because of this hire? That's a good question. That's the voice of Ryan Poles. Bears GM Ryan Poles was quoted in the press release about new team president Kevin Warren, and several reports indicate Poles will report to Warren. How significant is that detail? I don't think it's accidental. I do believe that he's on there for a reason, Maybe to remind people that he will be working in concert with Kevin Warren, and I think that's his boss. I feel 
the people that are pushing back at this idea, let me ask you this. Who do you feel better about Kevin, uh, Ryan Poles reporting to, George McCaskey or Kevin Warren? With all due respect to George McCaskey, this is a chairman who has never presided over a playoff victory. It's time for change, folks. It's okay. Kevin Warren is not your prototypical football guy, but he is going to be the guy who makes the decision on who is the general manager. He's going to add that experience, that wisdom, that judgment, if you will, that he brings to Hallis Hall, and that's okay. This separation of church and state, I get the importance of not having business guys poke their nose into football things, but I'm not so sure that you have to have it as obvious as it is. It, it, it's not as big of a deal as we have made it out over the years because, you know, Ted Phillips was polarizing. He's leaving. Enjoy your retirement, Ted. But a new day at Hallis Hall means not to worry about those things because the guy who might be wondering how Ryan Poles is doing his job knows what he is doing. So it's okay. Well, the quote from the press release that I found interesting was that apparently, and I guess you could look at it two ways, Ryan Poles was involved in the interviewing process of the next president of the Chicago Bears. Or was Kevin Warren interviewing Ryan Poles? Like, or did like George say, you guys have to work together. So all the candidates that we're talking to are you guys are going to have a sit down and maybe I'm going to be in the room. Maybe I'm not going to be in the room. I think it's important. We heard Dave Wanstead say, I want football guys doing football things. Do, do we want Kevin Warren getting involved with the number one pick? Do we want Kevin Warren having thoughts about the offensive line? And, and much like Dan Weeder floated the idea that why Ryan Poles might take a quarterback number one so that he gets his swing at a quarterback could be the same reason why I wonder how long will Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus be here if Kevin Warren is involved in football things because any good, you guys have said this, I'm piggybacking on something you guys said and I agree with you, any good president is going to want his people in the building and is Ryan Poles his people. We need to find out this power structure. I think it's very important. Yeah, I'm not too concerned about it. I think the power structure is that he is the boss of Ryan Poles. I mean, that's the job he's hired for, and that's what he's going to do. I'm sure he'll bring good people with him, and he will, uh, you know, you don't just, the, the building doesn't come up overnight. A stadium project is a huge deal, and there is a lot of work to be done, and I, I'd be very curious to know uh, who's involved and how they have laid it out, and I'm sure he'll do that in a very professional manner, and that's going to be the primary task that, that he's undertaking. But, yeah, to, to answer the question, if he's the CEO and president of the Bears, then, yes, he is he is uh, on, uh, up on the totem pole above the general manager without any doubt at all. And, you know, I, I think what's interesting is when you're, when you're talking about um, becoming the CEO of a billion-dollar industry company – I think that you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. At least in this case, I would imagine that is the case. So I, don't, I have no problem with them talking to the general manager, getting a lay of the land. I think it's all very important. And I, I do think, though, Dustin, to answer your question, that Kevin Warren is, is, is above um, the general manager. Yeah, and I don't doubt that. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't doubt that. I'm not, if you want me not to get, jump in here, I just – I'm more – it's – of course he's – but is yeah. he answering? Is is George going to be the one who's going to decide the fate of Ryan Poles? Or is Kevin Warren going to go to George and say, listen, I, I want a new guy. I don't like this I guy. I think you let guys do their jobs. And if Kevin Warren, for whatever reason, in this unforeseen hypothetical, believes that Ryan Poles somehow needs to be replaced and his personality yeah. is strong enough and his respect is deep enough in that building – then Ryan Poles is going to be replaced. This is a huge offseason for the Bears organization right. and Ryan Poles. Like, I, I, I'm just He'll a little bit, about I'm a little bit concerned saying? that this kind of rocks the boat. It you know throws what? a wave you, you know at what? this if whole I'm thing. Ryan Poles, and this was reflected in his comments, and I don't think it was just pandering. I'm re I feel good. I feel better. I've got support. A guy that I know that has been through this process before with an organization that was – had some success so i i don't know i, I understand why yeah. the attention is paid to this kind of thing 
but I do think it's somewhat overstated. Yeah, I don't think it's going to impact negatively whether or not he can rebuild the football team. Right. I think he's going to be allowed to do his job. Uh, but, I mean, will there be, like, more evaluation or harsher evaluation? Just That's one possible. more, you know, just one more cook in the kitchen, if you will. Yeah, well, I mean, I, he's I, top chef. I, I don't think he's I don't think he's working in the kitchen. I think he's kind well, of the, front well, of which house. one. I mean, I don't know. It, it, maybe well, we need to get this later. But it seems like is he it, some I, I'm hearing he is in. He's not in. He's not in the kitchen. He isn't. In, I mean, Dustin, it, it's it's a it's a big organization. He's the top of it. I get all that. So I, I don't understand. What do you, you, you think want he's going to tell in, him? Do you want you got to sign this yeah, left tackle? Yeah. No, he's not going to do that. That's no, what I'm asking. Gonna do that. No. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. Is he no. is he going to have a voice on whether or not QB1 because QB1 is different than the left tackle and they're the pass gonna, rusher and the three technique. Him, they're going to let Holes put the team together okay. as he's been Good. Is, is That's he, what I want to hear. His job has That's what I want to hear. Yes. I don't I want I don't want him involved in football. Well, I on mean, the field, the X's and O's, third if, down. If they don't win for three years, I'm sure totally he's different. Be... I under, I'm talking about tomorrow no, and the not, next day no, in the no. April he's draft. Not, he's They're... not. He's not watching tape. All right. Of wide receivers. Good. Yeah, these are questions we really don't know the answers to right now. That's Dan Pompey. He's our guy, and he suggested on Thursday that the Bears might not be able to find a trade partner for the number one overall pick because the quarterback class doesn't yet include that can't-miss guy. How do you think it would go over if the Bears kept the pick and drafted a defensive player? Yeah, I, I mean, how would it go over? I, I think it would – I mean, it, I think everyone is kind of counting on them getting more, and the thinking is they can do both, trade down. You know, I, I would say Dan – Caution that as of yesterday, that had not happened. I think what you got to remember is you only need one. You only need one. And I'm not talking you only need one player. That would be nice, but you really need <laughs> one evaluator. You need one guy to identify one of those players as the man, as the player they have to have, as the answer. And then you're laughing. So you just, you need one administrator, one general manager, one talent evaluator to fall in love with a quarterback in this draft. And I feel like there'll be one. There always is. And that there are always guys that kind of end up, you know, this this wasn't this isn't the greatest quarterback class ever. It it, it was thought like it was going to be pretty good. I think it's still good and I think there will be one, but you should want them to get one of those stud defensive players. And for me, it would be the, uh, the the pass rusher. I think it's harder to get a pass rusher than a defensive tackle. And I think I would I would want Will Anderson out of this draft and hopefully in a trade down. Does Kevin Warren believe that uh, defenses win championships? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you got to come off that. This is not no, a not guy. today. Maybe tomorrow okay, or the next is, day, but not today. I, I, I love it. your devotion I'm going to own it today. Does detail. Kevin Warren believe defenses win championships? I mean, <laughs> hey, these are the things that Bears fans want to know. I don't give, honestly, right now, I don't give a rat's rear end if the McCaskies have, you know, mucked it up and they could be multi-billionaires instead of billionaires. I don't care about that. No, you know, gosh, the McCaskey family, old timers, not knowing what they're doing. And I don't, I don't care. They're billionaires. Okay, they're already billionaires. I don't care that they're not multi-billionaires. And you would be the first person wanting to program this show if there was a misstep at the press conference because one McCaskey tripped over the team president and they both were embarrassing. That, I mean, that's when you care, when it's bad. Sure. So when it's good, I, 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 when no, it's good. No, no, I, I'm not saying I'm talking about I, I need to know about his role in football. Okay, that, that's Justin, what I need to know. You didn't answer the question. Answer this question. And I'm going to answer the question well, you, really you, quick. You're going on now no, with David two answers went, to David, the first David, David went on. I was fault. trying to have some fun. I'm trying to keep My it consistent, okay? Fault. Does this Kevin Warren fun. believe – if here, I'll answer the question. If Kevin Warren believes that defenses win championships, oh then God. they're going to go defense oh with the number one pick. Oh There's your God. answer. Oh, my I didn't God. realize we were having meatballs for breakfast. No, apparently. 24-7, 365. Dan – Raise a really interesting point that people, I, say, I guess, should consider. It's one of the many range of possibilities if they stay at one. I sure hope they don't stay at one. 
I think that I'm going to be consistent. You need to multiply that first overall pick and find just one executive desperate enough to move up, to trade up, to get that quarterback, whoever it may be. And then if you're Ryan Poles, you use the the picks, plural, that you get in return to supplement your roster with depth. If, for some reason in this hypothetical, they were to keep that defensive player, what's today? Friday? Yesterday I said Will Anderson. Today I'm feeling Jalen Carter. On Monday it might be different. I'll go back and forth on this, but I do think today it would be Will Anderson, and I would feel okay about that because he would change the complexion of your defense. But I think they can do more with that pick than just get Will Anderson. Ideally, they they move no lower than fourth. They get their Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, and they still get many picks with that trade. Yeah, I'm not talking necessarily about a pick six or something like that. The beleaguered Bulls play OKC tonight and the Warriors on Sunday, both at home. How will they fare? And if DeMar DeRozan returns from injury and the Bulls find themselves needing a shot to tie or win a game, who takes it now? Or is that obvious after Zach Levine's poor decision Wednesday night in D.C.? Well, I think maybe Michael Reinsdorf will have to intervene and decide who takes that final shot, Dustin. Maybe that will be the case. Maybe ownership will presidency. Does Kevin Warren believe one of those two guys should be taking that shot? <laughs> okay. Well played. I, that's funny. You guys, that's, that's stand-up comedy right there. So, Good job. No doubt if DeRozan is on the floor. No doubt if DeRozan is on the floor, he's your guy. Zach Levine, for whatever reason, indefinitely has lost the right to demand the ball on the last possession when you need a shot to, to be made to tie or win the game. I hope DeRozan is back. I hope this is a fun weekend. They probably will split Last weekend, I predicted a sweep, and they did that, and then they fell in their face this week after that. So don't don't run out of your energy. Uh, conserve your energy because you've got seven games against teams w- that um, you should be able to handle one and one this weekend. OKC on a back-to-back tonight, too. So th- this is a game, again, I, I think you need to go in saying you, you need to win this game, Bulls. You, you need to win this game even if DeMar DeRozan cannot play. And one thing that I think all of Chicago can agree upon, including this panel, is that when the game is on the line, you want the ball in DeMar DeRozan's hand. How about the fact that the NBA did come out and said that DeRozan or uh, uh, Zach Levine, the $250 million man, was not fouled on that shot? There was no, there was no foul. So we got that two-minute report. I know David loves this. I love this. Then why did the referee admit he missed it? It's a joke. Um, yeah, I, I mean, look... I don't think there's any palace intrigue going on with the Bears, and I don't think there's much going on with the Bulls. I think DeMar DeRozan is their best player. Um, I think what's interesting is after seeing him miss a single game, and he didn't miss many last year despite a couple of bouts with COVID-19. I think he missed eight games total. I think they're better with him than without him. I think that's something to keep in mind uh, on February 9th. I believe that's the NBA trade deadline. And... um, I think that that's one of my takeaways is, you know, you're significantly worse without DeMar DeRozan, whatever anyone thinks about how often he falls down or how his defensive effort is. He is your best player. And that's why he's taking those shots at the end of games. And um, he's not looking to get fouled. He's looking to make shots. Um, There's a lot of questions in there. That is the voice of Tom Ricketts. He'll be here at 8 o'clock. The Cubs fan convention is finally back after being canceled due to COVID-19. Are you anticipating any surprise introductions or late signings? Trey Mancini, anyone? Will you be attending any panels or watching any coverage in particular? Well, Saturday morning, I've got to listen to a certain baseball show, but uh, I'll also be taping the Marquee Sports Network because I want to see I want to see Tom his panel, I want to see Crane Kenny, I want to see uh, Jed Hoyer, and I want to listen to all the answers and kind of decide if there's any palace intrigue there, Dustin, if everybody's uh, answering in the same fashion and feeling the same way about everything. Um, do they believe defense wins championships? It would appear so because they've improved their defense quite significantly. I'd be curious to know uh, if indeed they feel like they need more home run power Trey Mancini, is he still out there? That might be a guy that uh, that would help in that area. So I would um, I would say I'm definitely going to be watching on TV. I'm not going to be going to the fan convention. I couldn't get a ticket, but uh, I will be uh, 
spending a lot of time <laughs> with them. <laughs> and I got the ticket. Manchester Derby. I got to be aware of that. There too. we go. Uh, I will be there on Saturday with my guy Crowley. The uh, Fly the W670 podcast will be live and in person there, so you'll see uh, Crowley running around. I'll be there for a little bit as well. I also am going to be sitting in attendance for the uh, Ricketts family uh, talk. I always like that. I'm curious also to hear what I like is what they say, and I always like to hear what the fans ask Again, assuming that they allow that again, right? I'm hoping that's something that's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping they're doing that for Jed, and I'm hoping they're also doing that from David Ross. Now, Jed Hoyer, David Ross, and Tom Ricketts all on the score today. So if you are a Cubs fan, this is no doubt the place to be all day long. Parkinson Spiegel will be there from 2 to 6. I'm all in on Trey Mancini. They do need to find a little bit more pop. The other thing I saw that I thought interesting, I saw some rumors, is that the Red Sox might be interested in making a deal with the Cubs for Nick Madrigal. Ooh, that would be good. Because they got some issues with their middle infield and some lingering injuries. They do. Give them a designated hitter. The Cubs need one. They need a bat. They need a big bat. Maybe that will be the surprise announcement. Maybe it won't be. Hey, I'm okay with any surprise announcement as long as it's not Trevor Bauer. Okay. Wouldn't that be something if they just unveiled him? Come on. No. Keep him out of town. Keep, keep him, him away we'll from keep everybody. Him out of baseball. Keep him out of baseball. Thank you. But somebody's going to take Pay him, but keep him out of baseball. Somebody's going to do that, but we digress. Look, programming note, 930, Jamison Tyone inside the clubhouse. Bruce and I will talk to him tomorrow nice. morning. Looking forward to that. We also will have audio of Tom Ricketts after he has his uh, address. The family panel is back tomorrow morning. So it's fun. Cubs fans turn out. They get to see their guys. They get interaction I'm looking forward to Dansby Swanson doing whatever Dansby Swanson wants to do. This guy's straight out of central casting. He is the star of the weekend to me from a player perspective. This is just exciting. We're a month away from spring training. It's not as cold as it typically typically is in mid-January, but it's winter, and we're talking baseball, and that's a good thing. Well, you're asking two different questions. The White Sox have no fan convention this year, but Jim Bowden wrote in The Athletic that the remaining free agent player that might fit them best is, drumroll please, Josh Harrison. Would that do anything for you? Isn't Elvis Andrews out there somewhere? He is still out there, isn't he? He's got to still be out there. That is a name I could live with. That is a name that's not going to trigger people. That is a guy who has a jersey next year if he wants one, Elvis Andrews. They already gave Josh Harrison's number away. They can't bring him back now. Plus, he can't hit. I don't want Josh Harrison playing second base on opening day for the White Sox. I hope it's somebody else. I hope it's anybody else. There's too many things that are associated with Josh Harrison and 2022. No, I don't care if they don't have a convention, but don't bring back a holdover. A guy who didn't earn the right to return. Find somebody else. Be creative, Rick Hahn. Find Glaber Torres. Yeah, fine. Glaber Torres. I, I I think Elvis Andrews is the guy that that he, he seemed to say all the right things. He did all the right things. I don't believe he's assigned a team at this moment. Get Elvis back in the building. Yeah, I don't think Josh Harrison does it for me. <laughs> Ugh, no, I just don't think that we all agree. How old is we all Josh agree Harrison again. Uh-oh. These days, he's got to be aging out a little. Mid thirties, thirty-four ish. He got to be thirty-five at least. 34? Is that what you're saying? How old is he? Gotta Check be. that out. We'll find out. Um, yeah, and, and Elvis is only 33. Is he and He was productive. Uh, he was good. He was good. I mean, period, end of story. He was like one of their best players. 35. Um, who is? Which of them? Josh, Josh Harrison. Josh Harrison, yeah. yeah okay. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying. I'm just trying to wait and see. I'm trying very diff- desperately to not make a judgment until I see what they have. Andrew Benatendi, you know, it's a good start. Benny. Well, at least left fielder. So that means you allow your DH to be your DH. Excellent news. Yeah. That, that's hide Eloy's glove and don't give it back. Is the is is the um is the catcher gonna be the DH? Which catcher? Yeah. They need one. You talk right. about second base, we overlook the fact you need somebody to split time with Grandal because Grandal's got 90 games behind the plate. You got to think it's probably around there. Is Sebi not still there? Or he is. is. Yeah. Okay. You feel okay about that? I don't know what to feel. <laughs> I, have, I have. I'm so. I'm like so beaten and battered I, as a fan. I don't know how to feel. I find myself wondering when it comes to the White Sox how Jerry Reinsdorf feels about framing. Someone put a case on him.
<laughs> if you want to go top. down this road, no, here, here, we're going, Let me just we're say going to the extra point. <laughs> Can we visit it later? 312-644-6767. That's the telephone number. We'll get your calls. But first, we have the extra point. It's Molly and on the score. Stay out of White Sox business. Set up this extra point. It's time for the extra point with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. If you could only watch one game of NFL Super Wild Card Weekend, which would it be? And if you were a one weekend survivor pool person, who would you take and please give your upset special? Hmm. Good questions. All right. So if there was only one game, I think that I am most interested in how the Vikings-Giants game goes. I'm curious about the Vikings. I think that that is the game we kind of disagree on, so now I'm even more curious about which way it goes. I think the Vikings are going to play well. I do think they're going to play well. The most obvious winner this weekend to me is the the no, no-brainer no uh, lead pipe lock, however you want to describe it. Stone cold There you go. Lock. Bills. Bills. The, the, there's no way the Dolphins go into Buffalo and win that game. I would think, yeah, no two, two is out. Yep. And the backups challenge, it's going to be a very difficult game for, for everybody in a Dolphin uniform. I believe the upset special would be Jacksonville beating the genius Brandon Staley and Ooh. his uh, quarterback and all of the ex-Bears on the Chargers. Well, I guess it's just Khalil Mack. But I think the Jacksonville Jaguars at home – Prime time, Saturday night, they are going to beat the Chargers. That is my upset special. And I hope it happens because you like to see you like to see surprises in what Super Wild Card Weekend. And to me, that that would be the biggest one. Sorry if you gave it. Can I hear it again? What's your game you gotta see? Oh, for me it's the Vikings and the Giants, because I'm just curious about that one, uh, more so. So I think that is but it, that doesn't none of these are huge marquee games. I guess Dallas at the Bucks. Well, I'm wondering, does that count as the weekend? <laughs> you know, long you weekend. Get technical, right? It's a, I guess it's a three-day weekend for some, a uh, four-day weekend for others. Who knows? Um, so I agree, David. Buffalo is is the ultimate stone cold lead pipe lock with a close second being the 49ers. I would be stunned if the Seahawks could go into San Francisco and win that game, but supposedly there's going to be weather. So we've seen the 49ers lose to teams that they shouldn't lose to in bad weather games. (laughs) David, I also agree with you that um, Jacksonville would be a good call, but if we're going based on the lines, I, I think Tampa Bay is going to play another game. So the Cowboys are favored at the Bucks. The Chargers are favored at the Jaguars. So those are the two road fa- you know, road favorites going in. I-, I think Tampa Bay, if you want to call that an upset at home with Tom Brady, is the one that uh, I am leaning to. And if I could only watch one of these games, it would also be that in the spirit of the question. I don't want to be combative for once. I'll go Cowboys Bucks is the game that is can't miss. And unfortunately, that will be the hardest one for me to watch based on when it's being played. Yeah, yeah, that's a hard one Monday night, um, especially as you prepare for your uh, various questions for Kevin Warren that you plan on crashing the news conference with. Could or, I could could I get uh, I we should get me credentialed for that. Oh god, I mean, I hope they're listening. Let's they, do it. You know. Let's do it. Oh, no. The last time I was at Hallis Hall <laughs> is when Dave McGinnis drove away. Oh, see? The last time happy. I was at Hallis Hall. Happy, happy. I think I kind of broke that news, by the way, because I was on the air at Sporting News Radio, and I said, something must be wrong. Dave McGinnis is supposed to be meeting the media, and he's in the backseat of a car driving out of Hallis Hall. And everybody was like, what? So if I could watch one game on NFL's Super Wild Card Weekend, uh, it would be the Dallas at Tampa Bay game because, you know, there's a lot on the line here. I know that Mike McCarthy's job is safe, according to Jerry Jones, but Sean Payton will be probably at that game waiting to be introduced when the uh, when the Cowboys lose. And Tom Brady, this could be this could be it. This could be Tom's last game in Tampa, if not his last game in the NFL. Who knows? So I think um, whenever Tom plays at this stage in his career. It's kind of must-watch. I, I, I just think that is going to be a great game. I, I really do. Um, and, and of all these games, I mean, you know, I, well, it's a dumb question to ask us because I'm sure all 
of us are going to watch every game. I, I can't imagine a scenario. For different reasons. Yes. They, you wouldn't watch all these games. And if not live, then certainly uh, uh, via the uh, uh, the old uh, recording machine, um, the DVR. Um, but I would, to answer the question, I think that um, if I were in a one-weekend survivor survivor pool, it would definitely be Buffalo, especially with the two and news. It's just hard to imagine Miami even making that trip, frankly, let alone <laughs> winning a game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, listen, hey, we, we don't have our quarterback. You know, we've been thinking about it. It's cold there. We're just going to stay. Can we get our draft pick back if we forfeit? There you go. <laughs> That'd be nice. Um, I think that's that's 13 in the hook, right? I mean, that's a Ooh, lot of points. a lot of points. It's a big, big uh, game. I also think uh, Baltimore is in trouble at Cincinnati uh, just because Joe Burrow's playing so well and uh, and Baltimore also without its quarterback, right? Didn't uh, Lamar Jackson announce that he'll be unable to play? So if I'm in a survivor, Paul, it would be one of those two games. Um, I, I'm really interested in the Seattle-San Francisco game. I'm really looking forward to that game. I think it's um, – I just think a lot could happen. Uh, I'm not very excited about the Chargers at Jacksonville for some reason. I just I – just, I like the idea of Trevor Lawrence defining what he's going to be in the postseason. Um, and this is his first shot to, to do that. And there are going to be inevitable comparisons throughout the careers between Fields and Lawrence, and this is – a chance for him to it's it's his first playoff game ever one of the things i heard is that sean payton is eyeballing that chargers job mm-hmm. because he wants to go to the job with the best quarterback and he apparently believes that uh, herbert is a very good young quarterback that he can build around and uh, they got a lot in place there so it is it is possible if that doesn't work out well that uh, so wait a he second could be at that game too sean Sean Payton has emerged as a front runner in Denver. Yes. And you're saying that if the Chargers get beat and conceivably fire their coach, Brandon Staley, that Sean Payton may look at, oh, Justin Herbert, I can win a Super Bowl with him. I'm going to swoop in, change my allegiance to the Broncos. I'm not going to commit yet because that is a possibility. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yes. Okay. I just want wanted- to. The Broncos have a general manager and George Payton. And I think that if, uh, if the Chargers, if that job opened up to Sean Payton, he could conceivably bring, and I'm not making this up, Ryan Pace uh, and Jeff Ireland with him. He has a history with both guys. Jeff Ireland, former executive with the Saints. Ryan Pace, former we know. Former ball boy. Former ball Bears. boy for the Bears. Yes, his grandfather was a famous Bears a scout. Yeah. Jim Palmer. Jim Palmer. I believe. Yep. And so that makes sense. The Ryan Pace connection, we know about that. It would it would be very, wow. That's talking about falling upward. Getting a chance to be the general manager of the Los Angeles Chargers or in that administration? I think that would be that would be Ireland, and then um, I think Pace would be like his assistant. Ireland would be ahead a of Pace in that hierarchy. I think so. So Don't which you? one would be telling them who to draft? Ah, uh, boy. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe maybe the Bears can make a trade with whoever wherever Pace. I, I got to get back to the Sean Payton uh, thing though. But, but quickly, uh, let me just say um, my upset special is the Giants plus three at Minnesota. I think the Giants plus three. They've already beaten Minnesota. They could do it again. I, I I just don't have any faith in Kirk Cousins at a three thirty game. I love that because we're on opposite sides there. Yeah, I think the Vikings are, are ready to explode, and it isn't a primetime game, so I don't have to worry about that yet. But I, I think I'm looking forward to that game now more since you since you think the Giants are ready for this moment, and that's going to be fun to see. The Peyton thing we need to explore further because I want to know how does his is he waiting then, do you think, to see who gets eliminated and who might overreact and fire the coach as a result? I think he wants the quarterback. I think he's been through it, and he knows that if you have Drew Brees, you got a much better chance of winning a Super Bowl if you don't. Do you think he feels like if he goes to Denver, he can win a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson? I don't believe he does. Coaches, co- what, coaches can talk themselves into a lot. I, I, okay, I don't believe he can. I, I, don't, I don't believe Russ is the entity he once was. And I never really believed in him as that entity, as you would call. <laughs> I could call that well. About. I also know that he won a Super Bowl. Uh, you did And I, I think Bowl. I may have called you minutes after, probably, <laughs> because I was always a Russell Wilson guy. <laughs> I know you were. All right. 312-644-6767. I, I, you know, Mully, not afraid to admit that Mully has made many an error in the day. I, okay? 
I think that's He's refreshing. He's not like Mr. David. <laughs> Wait a He's second. He's not claiming <laughs> I picked that one back no. in 47. <laughs> I, I, I got it right to Russell Wilson, but I have been wrong. Hey, Rex Grossman, I'll fall on that sword. I was wrong about Rex. Boy. You were right about Rex. Well, I, I take no joy in that. And and I, I as, as you remember, I told Rex, Rex, I'm going to be great. And I said to him, you know, all you got to do is be good. Just be good. You got a really good team. And he's and he was like, are you listening to me? I'm going to be great. And I, I was like, yeah, just good. And I think you I also said good. to Rex, Rex, you're too short. I no, think, I, I didn't. I think I remember I selling that. See, I get, I, that, now you're talking like no, Dustin. That, that's what he was thinking. That's Dustin. Because we heard that the reason Nathan Peterman is a good option at backup quarterback for the Bears because he's six foot two. <laughs> Who said that? You. Maybe as a joke to you. No, you said that on the air. No, I, I yes. never said he was a good option you as a backup You said that Stetson Bennett. That is a Stetson, lie. You said that Stetson Bennett Find was not that. a good option because he's not six foot tall. Uh, oh, my oh, I'm God. I'm sorry. Open the door. That equals See, that. This is I, this guy. I What I said repeatedly whenever you hear me talk is Dustin is short. That's all I'm saying. Any height reference is meant to insult you. Willie Schumacher. It's Smully and Hall. Wow, that's it's an Chicago. all-time low point in the uh, insults. I'm pointing out how goofy that is. It's not a serious comment. I'm saying that's how you view the world. It's a man holding a step stool waiting to stand up and give a piece of his mind. Smully and Hall at Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 the score. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Broncos country. That's right. If Kevin Warren believes that defenses win championships, oh then they're going to go defense oh with the number one pick. Oh There's your God. answer. Oh, my I didn't God. realize we were having meatballs for no, breakfast. apparently. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 in the score. So, apparently now I've offended some people by uh, making I, – I was not making short jokes. I was saying that is how Dustin views everything I say. He's yes. claiming that, that I said that – Nathan Peterman through that a, Peter through that a good Peterman, option it, through that prism. That's Peterman what I'm saying. Prism. Yes, that's that's. It doesn't matter what I say. All he hears is what. What are you saying about me? And he right. wants to. He's Napoleon over here has this big man <laughs> complex that that he is. He's got like a that's chip name on both calling. Children. By the way, okay, okay, but can't have pause, that in the workplace. Cleansing Sorry. breaths. Oh my god, we're gonna be okay. I want to clear this up. I know I, I don't even want to say clear it up. I want to get this off my chest. Dustin did trigger me because it's a Uh-oh. fair question. How is the Bears fan who just cares about them beating the Packers every year affected by the, the hiring of Kevin Warren? No big deal. No big response. This is what I think. If you were one of those people that every time that Ted Phillips opened his mouth and made an excuse about the five-game or six-game losing streak or every time Ted Phillips was at the podium and it, you – were bothered by the fact that he might be involved in football business. If you were triggered at all by Ted Phillips at any point in his long tenure, then you lose the right to call Kevin Warren's hiring irrelevant or, or dismiss it as just another executive joining Hallis Hall that has no impact on the outcome. So why would I worry about who the team president is if it doesn't affect how good they are on third down? Have no. we gotten the quarterback situation completely right? No. Have we won enough games? No. If that bothered you then, this is important now. That's all I'm saying. That's it. That's fair. The Bears are a better organization today than they were yesterday, period, end of story. I, I don't know why you are struggling with that, Dustin, and why you're pushing back so... Um... Because it's the Bears. That's why. The Bears, have, the Bears haven't made... The Bears made the decision to elevate... Ted Phillips from the accountant mm. to the president, right? The, the, the Bears made the decision to, I guess, go cheap and take the easy route and, and do what they did to Soldier Field instead of having this big picture idea years ago. Should we get, okay, here's a question for Ted, for the people that don't like Ted Phillips, and it's a long line. Does Ted Phillips deserve any credit for buying the land or bringing that up? Was that Ted? Did somebody bring that to he Ted? He was the team president when they purchased the land, so yes, it does go on his record, and he does deserve some credit for that. And that it, and that's it made not in the question. franchise more valuable yes. the minute they bought the land. Those, those aren't those aren't even things that are being debated. I, I don't think it even it's worthy of debate. Ted Phillips' legacy will include a, 
some hits and misses. But the it, reason I'm questioning the hire, bringing up hypotheticals, is because the Bears, for how long, have fouled things up. It's been a running – you could bet that the Bears are going to foul I, it up. I respect where you're coming from. I think the cynicism is inherent in being a Bears fan. I think it's very distracting. I, 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 not you necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I think I, I think what you're saying is very distracting to to the main point here, and I think it's largely irrelevant. I don't want to dismiss it. I want to I want to welcome that kind of conversation and debate, but I don't think it's it's very smart. I don't think it's very smart. It misses the ball here. The point, I don't think they need Kevin Warren in order to make this new stadium thing a success. I disagree with that. I think I think Ted could have let. I don't think he can really follow it I up. I disagree with that. I oh, that is so. That's that's such a misnomer. Yeah, Molly, help me out here. Yeah, I I, I, I I'm just frustrated by the by the argument because it's you really can't argue with the idea that the Bears have made bad hires. <laughs> so, but the, the logic you have, Dustin, is the Bears make bad hires. Period. End of story. No, Bears no, I'm Kevin asking. Warren, I think it can be hire. talked about. I think I think it can be. The bar is so low. The Bears president is so low, we're so disenchanted with it. Of course they're better today. They could have hired me and we'd be happy that the Bears were in a better situation than they were. They could have gotten this wrong. They could have gotten this wrong. And you know what? They could still get the stadium wrong. There are ways that they could screw this up. There's this requires a lot of savvy. It requires expertise. It requires somebody who has done it before. This this notion that all they needed to do was hire somebody with a with an MBA, and all of a sudden they're going to be able to build the stadium at Arlington Heights and print money, is to me misguided and naive. But I think if they had hired, if they had hired Jim Phillips, if they had hired Faulkner, if they had hired any of the people that we heard rumored, like those three names specifically, I think I'd be happy. I mean, yes, it was yeah. an improvement. I think you could say if any of those three guys got hired, I think right. the tone would be the Bears are better today than they were yesterday. That's all I'm saying, and I think yeah, it's important and, and to Dustin, know. Wanstead said it. He wants football guys making football decisions. I just want to know what know, Kevin Warren's role is between general manager, head coach, and the future at QB1. Well, I don't know that it matters, Dustin. Yeah. That's so. That's what I mean. That's what's so distracting. Yeah. I, that's what's so, like, people want to know that because you have to find a way to process this news or pr- the story has to be relevant to you. Tailor made and customized so you can appreciate exactly what's going on here. The Bears hired the best executive available. They hired the first black president in their history. This they have a guy who's going to help them build a stadium that's going to change the the arc of their future. Absolutely is significant. I don't think it matters who he wants at quarterback because it doesn't really. He's not going to have a say. I, I'm sorry. I'm very frustrated. Well, you know by where I, this Here's is going. the problem, Dustin. You know, you're projecting yourself into this. When you say, "If they hired me, they'd be better," the problem with hiring you is you would have an opinion on who should be quarterback. You would get your your little patty fingers all over the butter pad. You, you really. But now would. I'm short and I have small hands. Okay, here we see the insults just keep see, rolling. This is what I'm saying. That's what you said. I never said that. It's what you heard. That's what I'm telling you. That's why oh, it's I'm... kind of like when I talk Roquan Smith. Okay. AFC Defensive Player of the Month, Roquan Smith. Let's see what Brad Biggs has to say about the team all this. that's the team that's going to get rolled by the Bengals. We'll see. Yeah, they're missing their quarterback. Where you been, Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio six seven the score. Cleansing Sorry. breaths. Oh my God. We're going to be okay. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.